You are listening to The Gateway Church, located in Ferrisburg, Michigan. You can learn more about us by visiting thegateway.church or like and follow us on Facebook, where you can watch full services, keep up with all that is going on, and get connected. Today, we're going to get a shareholder's report from one of the ministries that is supported through Faith Promise Giving. Uh, We give to Faith Promise collectively, and then we support right now about 93 uh, individuals or organizations like Teen Challenge. And uh, West Michigan Adult and Teen Challenge has existed for uh, well over 50 years now. And uh, I have been impressed, especially lately, with what God is doing. There's been a transition in leadership. Uh, Pastor McLean, uh, who, who is established uh, Teen Challenge, passed a few, maybe a couple months ago. I was at the funeral, and then uh, they have made a transition where his son, Ron McLean, which some of you know, a good friend of mine, is now leading the way, and I am excited. Uh, about a month ago, I was at the Teen Challenge um, uh, what'd you guys call it, like a banquet night, that you guys kind of said, hey, you opened up your house and, uh, and said, hey, come in and enjoy an evening. They did tours and, uh, and then shared what God is doing and kind of shared where they are going. And I had a check that night for $250 from our missions team, and we, we, I gave it in the offering. But I knew you guys were coming today, and we wanted to bless you with an additional $1,000 just to bless the, what God is doing there. And that's because of the faithfulness of the church. And so we want to say thank you. And today we're turning things over to TC, uh, West Michigan Adult and Teen Challenge, and Pastor Bill is going to lead the way. So Pastor Bill, why don't you come, and let's give the TC guys, are you guys all coming? Okay, you're all coming. I love it. Come on up. And uh, man, we're excited to hear what God has in store for us today. (laughs) I love it. All right, Pastor Bill, the floor is yours. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Man, isn't God in the house today? Wow, the presence of the Lord is thick in here. I've, I've, I've enjoyed worshiping with, with you. Amen? Praise God. We do a lot of traveling uh, every Sunday pretty much, and it's, it's neat just to be home today. It's just neat to be in our backyard, so I'm excited. Uh, so thank you for the intro. Just wonderful. Um, so... Pastor McLean, uh, we were able to, uh, he passed away in September, and I think it was uh, August, right in there. Uh, we did a founder's dinner for him, and all of his kids came in from out of state, and there was, everybody was there, the board was there. And it was so neat that we were able to honor him uh, before he passed away. And it was just a blessing to us. And I remember going to one of our board members and going, man, isn't this cool? (laughs) We're able to honor him. And uh, he shared and ministered. And so we named one of our buildings the the, uh, Phil McLean uh, Christian Center. And so we just honor him. And so we appreciate that. And we're excited what Pastor Ron's bringing to the table. Uh, We feel like we're preparing for the next 50 years. And so we're really excited. Uh, So, And it's through the teaching and developing, right? And so uh, Western Michigan Adult Teen Challenge uh, was founded, uh, Pastor Phil McLean, in, in 69 and 70. Uh, and so our center started in 74, the men's center. And uh, drug addiction, alcoholism is the two biggest things we deal with. But we don't consider it a drug problem, an alcohol problem. We consider it more of a, a sin issue, right? 
It's not what we do. It's a sin issue, right? And so, but it's, it's through the training and developing. And so we see men and women come in the center, and we, re, we bring them to a relationship with Jesus Christ. See, see, the thing is, is programs can help people, but programs can't change lives. It's the power of God that changes lives. Amen. And that's where real change comes in. That's where real development comes in. It's through the power of Almighty God. And it's through the teaching of God's Word. So once these men and women are saved, set free, and delivered, right, then, then it's our obligation, it's our job to develop them and to disciple them. And that's what we feel our center is, the discipleship program. I believe that there's, there's a dual role today in the church and even in our ministry, right? And the dual role is to see the lost saved and see the, to, to see the saved healed. See, we're not the only one with testimonies. There's testimonies all over this room. How God has liberated us and set us free and done a work in each and every one of us and, and still growing and still developing, right? Aren't we just shipwrecked sometimes or train wrecked sometimes, right? We're just growing in Christ, right? And that's what this relationship is all about and developing in our relationship with him, amen? And so we teach that and develop that. Um, so we really emphasize on education biblically. And so there has to be a changing of the mind. There has to be a changing, a transformation of the mind. Whatever you, you've consumed your thinking will control your life. If you can change your thinking, you'll change your life. And so we, we bring in a lot of memorization. And so we really focus on Bible education. We're doing classes every day. We're doing study halls every day where they're studying for their test. Uh, there's memorization because, because there has to be that changing and developing of the word in our lives. And, that's, and so that's where God has called us, right? And that's why we exist as a ministry to to bring people, men and women, to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and, and teach them and develop them in that freedom and hope in Christ Jesus. Amen. Haven't you found hope in Christ Jesus today? Haven't you found freedom in Christ Jesus today? And that's what we teach them and develop them. We're going to share with you what's happened at Adult Teen Challenge today uh, by way of testimony. We're not glorifying the past or glorifying the devil. We're just going to share with you what God's done in our lives. Amen. So I'm not just a pastor and just, not just a men's director. I'm a, I'm a graduate of Teen Challenge. I graduated in 1978. I came in in 1977. Anybody remember 77? <laughs> <laughs> a few of you, yeah, a few of us. And so, uh, but God has just done an amazing work in our lives. And, and uh, my wife is with us today. I'm thankful for that today. And she runs the women's program, oversees the women's program. And, uh, but God has just done an amazing work, 44 years of marriage. And just God has just done such an amazing thing in our lives. And, and it doesn't seem like we can get away from Teen Challenge. We worked in the 90s, and then we come back in 2017, and we feel like this is our call. And so I've pastored and associate pastored, but I feel like this is our call and what God's done in our lives. Amen? Amen. Well, I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to let these guys. I'm going to have Hunter come. I'm Walter. No, I'm just kidding. It's Hunter. Oh, I'm 22 years old. I've been in the program about eight months. Um, I remember the 70s because I've seen it on the History Channel. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh. No, I was, uh, I was 15. <laughs> I was 15 the first time I, uh, I ever did any kind of drug. It was methamphetamine, heroin. Um, my sister passed away when I was 13, and I was just very bitter and angry after that. But uh, 
you know, I could, I could really sit here and go on and on about everything that I did and how far the drugs brought me. And it, it didn't bring me anywhere but down and dis destruction and bitterness and anger, you, you name it, you know. It, but most importantly, it, well, not importantly, but it, it just ruined me. It, it destroyed my family, me, you know. Um, and it was about a year and a half ago, two years now, but uh, I found God in a jail cell. It was during COVID. Uh, we were it was a 23-hour lockdown every single day. And, you know, the craziest thing, like, I, I've come to learn that there's no coincidences in this life, you know, especially with God, you know, because all the cleaning, all the sanitizing, everything they had to go through, the only thing left in my cell was a Gideon's Bible, you know, and that's no coincidence. So, I mean, I'll, to be truthful, I opened it up because I was bored and there was nothing else to do, but... Man, it come to life. It come to life. It, it it gave me confidence. It gave me hope. It helped me find love for myself that had been so buried under drug use and and like I said, bitterness. Um, and it, it's crazy because in a jail in Kent County, I was you know you can see out the windows and you know every single morning when I woke up, instead of looking at the puddle on the ground, I looked at the sunshine rising in the sky. You know, and it was just a different kind of like freedom, even though I was incarcerated, locked in a cell, you know, it was, I had a different kind of outlook on life, and, uh, you know, I got out of jail again, and unfortunately fell back into the drugs, um, but it took full surrender, you know, I, I had just come to the end of myself, I was done with it, I got pulled over, and I, I gave the officer my, all the drugs I had in my pocket for crying out loud, you know, I was just over it, um, but it was, June 3rd of last year, and as you guys probably know, you know, there's a proverb for every day of the month, and Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 just jumped out of the Bible at me. It's trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. And You know, so I'm on my way to prison on my fourth felony drug charge, and, you know, at this point, I was just like, you know, whatever, I'm going to accept this defeat, but, man, this is not what I thought God had in store. You know, I'm Sober over a year now, my son, I see my son on a weekly basis, you know. I mean, unfortunately, him and his mother moved to Utah because of my mistakes. But, you know, God is really in the restoration business, and he is the best at it. The moment I let go and let God was when everything started working out. And like I had told Pastor earlier, you know, the best part about hitting rock bottom is that there's nowhere else to go but up, you know. But that's all I got. Thank you for having us. So restoration is so important. It's, it's not these lives are the only ones that are being touched. Their families are being touched. And we've seen uh, their parents and family come into the church and to our, our services. And it's an amazing uh, water baptized. And so many different things have happened in their lives. Uh, praise God for restoration. Amen. I'm going to have Jason come. Amen. Praise God. Wow. <clears throat> There's no place I'd rather be than the house of God, worshiping the Lord. My name is Jason, and I have learned a great many things in a short period of time about myself and about the Lord. I've learned to have less of me and more of him in my life, and I am learning how to let go and let him have control. Let the Holy Spirit take control of my life and my future and lead the way in the spirit of my mind and renew a right spirit within me and in my heart reveal the blessings that he has in store for me. A life of love, joy, happiness, 
kindness, mercy, grace, hope, and above all, to have faith and to keep faith and to be rooted and grounded in faith. My faith in God, my faith in the Lord, my faith in the Holy Spirit is firm, steadfast, and immovable. And I count myself blessed, humble, and grateful for the ministry of Adult Teen Challenge because they took in the broken version of me and instead of ridicule or judgment, I was given grace and I was shown love and I was given all the tools necessary to rebuild my spiritual life. I'm navigating the Bible with confidence and ease. I'm applying scripture to my life, my everyday life, and my future. And with the dedication and determination of all the pastors at Western Michigan Adult Teen Challenge, a path has presented itself before me, a path that I willingly choose to pursue. And that path has led me straight to a new and exciting relationship with my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, which is Christ in you with the hope of glory. And the verse I have for us this morning is 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's precious possession, and that you may declare the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And may the face and light of the Lord shine upon and through each and every one of us here today and every day to come. God bless. Thank you. You know, isn't that Christianity allowing God to do for us what we can't do ourselves? Right? We haven't we been trying to do this for a long time and found ourselves beating our head against the wall? But allowing God to do for us what we can't do ourselves. And that's where it's at. That's where freedom comes at. That's where peace comes at. Right? You don't have to be in prison to be, be locked up. Right? Amen. You don't have to be all alone in a cave to be alone. Right? And it's through the power of God that changes us. I'm going to have Nick come and share. Morning, guys. Ladies. <clears throat> First of all, I just want to praise God for another sober day. Hallelujah for that. And... Uh, I'm just going to kind of, sometimes I get long-winded. I'm just going to kind of go different route today. But uh, I'm just going to start out by, uh, I was at work 23, 24 years old, and uh, this is how my addiction started. Uh, I got ran over by Hilo at work and uh, crushed my ankle. Uh, I didn't know much about pills or anything like that. I have experienced with alcohol or whatever when I was younger, a little marijuana. But uh doctor prescribed me uh, Vicodin and uh at the time, you know, I'm a young kid. I just got out of the military. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't really understand. I didn't know that that stuff was going to take me down such a deep, dark, just path that I, I, I had no idea really what I was getting myself into. Uh, man, and I ended up losing my job. I was married, my first wife, and uh, two children. I lost my job. I couldn't stop, couldn't stop doing it. And uh, I ended up spiraling out of control. My wife left me. I ended up getting so bad into this stuff, feeding my addiction, I started doing things I shouldn't have, and I ended up going to prison. Uh, never thought that, obviously, you know, I, I didn't know that it, that would take me down that, that path like that. I got out of prison 2012, and uh, I went to a Christian program, uh, Straight Street. I'm from Ionia, Michigan, and uh, I did that program, but I did really good for a while, but I had one foot in, one foot out, and I was sort of I met my wife there, praise God for her, eight years, but 
I was more trying to please her than I was the Lord, you know what I mean? Because I wanted her, to, I wanted to feel, uh, you know what I mean? Just to make her happy. And I wasn't really pleasing the Lord at the time. And I did really good for a year and a half. I stayed sober and work. And uh, I was, but I, I ended up getting caught back up into worldly things, trying to catch up for my lost time that I had, that I've done incarceration. And it didn't fare well to me. I ended up going back into the same old things. But this time, this time last year, October 11th, God had a plan. I got incarcerated, and I believe God saved my life that day. And uh, I just started diving in. That's the only way I know how to stay sober is through the Word of God and God and prayer and just staying faithful to God. He's so faithful. He never left me. He never forsaked me. He was always there by my side. And just, uh, he's just so awesome. And I just started diving in, doing Bible studies in there. And I told myself, I told my wife, I turned myself in that day. I never do that either. I told myself, I'm going to turn myself in, and I'm going to do this the right way this time. And I just started, I didn't even talk to my wife for two months. She was so mad at me. And I was just in there doing Bible studies, and I started a little Bible study and in jail of all places, which was hard because you catch slack from people in there. And you got the pride, you know what I mean? You don't want to be, but you just, you know God, God will get you through it. He got me through it. And, uh, man, I'm, uh, I'm just grateful to be here. And uh, he's brought me through so much in my life. And uh, the morning of sentencing, I'll never forget it, it was February 28th of, uh, it was this year, and uh, my, my verse, Hunter stole mine, so I'm going to use a different one, even though that's a great, great verse, but uh, it's Luke 12, 11 and 12, it says, now when they bring you to synagogues and magistrates and authorities, he says, do not worry about how or what you should answer or what you should say. That morning I read this, there's no coincidences, I'm just going through Luke, Mark, Matthew, Mark, Luke, I open it up and read that. He told me the Holy Spirit will teach me in that very hour. Don't even worry about it. The Holy Spirit's got you. So I went to court that morning, and I'm, I'm literally supposed to be back in prison right now, but God's directed my past little by little, and he's got me here. And Teen Challenge, you know, I struggle daily on, on things. You know, I, I, I feel a lot, of, a lot of, I struggle with a lot of guilt and shame for leaving my wife and children out there, you know. But I know there's a way to go about it. God's breaking them walls down little by little, and I'm, and I'm learning to go to him in prayer. And just and he's breaking that little stuff down for me, and just he's just so awesome. Pastor Bill's awesome. Teen Challenge is awesome. I've only been there four months. I have eight more months. I got a lot of growing to do, but Christ is awesome, you guys. If anybody's struggling with anything today, man, just give it all to God and just praise God. Thank you for having us here. Thank you. Hallelujah. Gonna have Matt share his heart. Vernon Matthew. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Because uh, this isn't where I normally would be comfortable being at. Um, cue the picture of the hippie. Uh, no, you guys don't got that one. Uh, a couple years ago, I took off from Muskegon um, in a camper. I thought Muskegon was my problem. I uh, did a lot of YouTubing about off-grid living. Um, I was divorced. My children were living with their, with their mom. And uh, I thought I'm going to do things my way. Um, I took off. And I head towards the Manistee National Forest, and uh, I stayed in Ludington. I had jobs doing uh, music festivals, and really just, as my aunt called me, a 35-year-old man-child. And she said, coming to Teen Challenge would really create a man out of me. Um, this is uh, post me uh, catching my fourth DUI. Uh, really should be incarcerated myself as well. Um, God's really changed in my life. It's really moved me in many ways. I, uh, I was really lost out there. Um, being in a festival with 60,000 people, I still felt alone. 
um, living alone in isolation, uh, singing songs about being saved. God save me. Somebody save me. And uh, he did. And uh, in that form, I was saved uh, with that fourth DUI. It was really a blessing in disguise. And uh, I went to the, the courtroom. Um, I cut off all the hair. And uh, first time putting on a suit since my grandma's funeral. And uh, man, I was nervous. I had a roommate graduate this program. And she's doing very well. Uh, so well she quit talking with me because I'm a bad influence. Well, I was. And uh, <laughs> married and a child. Uh, Jackie, she's, she's great. She, uh, she talked this place up and I said I was coming here. She's like, you got to do it. It's going to be amazing. It's going to change your life. You'll never be the same. And I've tried secular programs um, all over the state and nothing's worked. And um, so I had that blog, Northern Lights Hunter, and I was uh, just boasting in myself, just relying on my own understanding and uh, not having God guide me. Um, I would have, uh, I would have ran from the light. Um, even though I had a, a small DJ business, uh, producing lights, I, uh, I wasn't, I was still in the darkness behind just shining them. I just felt so isolated and lost. And since coming to this program, I've had a whole band of brothers the miracles that have happened in this place are crazy. Uh, I got to baptize my son. I've had, uh, I've seen brothers uh, gain their license back. I've seen uh, people go to court and just been just released. And uh, it's just been an amazing journey. Um, my life verse that I have for you guys today is Matthew 5.14. You're the light of the world, like a sit in the hill cannot be hid. And I really feel that I have that, that new glow in me today. Um, my dad said for, I said, I'm sorry I didn't get you nothing for Christmas last year. He goes, oh no, you've given me the best gift of all. Your eyes are open, you're filled with life. I love you, my son, and I'm very well pleased. And it's just been an amazing trip. Um, I wanna say hi to Dylan and Paisley out there because we usually watch these online at a later time. So uh, my kids are awesome. God's restored that relationship with us. Um, I, I don't know what else to say. This is just amazing. Thanks for having us. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now you know why we do this, right? I'm going to have Sean come. Good morning. I'm Sean from Milwaukee. How about them Packers, huh? Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love that song. Was it Come Awaken Your People? What I can I can hear my chains hit. He says, "I I hear I hear my chains hit the ground." Hallelujah, man! I grew up in church and. Uh, I got saved, Teen Challenge was there, and um, it's crazy how, it's ironic how life comes full circle and how good God is and how faithful he is, but, uh, and, but besides that, I also grew up in the system and I started using drugs 
smoking and drinking like teenagers. Not all teenagers do, but. And then I graduated to, um, I say graduated, but I um, eventually started using opiates and heroin, heroin and fentanyl like today. Uh, altogether, I've overdosed 13 times. I've been, uh, I've been thrown out of cars by people I thought were my friends a number of times, at least three, three times I was found in hallways. I was by myself getting high and I ended up being found in hallways by somebody and woke up paramedics. Um, and then fast forward all this, God's been with me the whole time because I was back and forth. I had a knowledge of God was, my mom's right there. Uh, talk about restoration. Um, God has been so good. Uh, I, man, I knew I had a knowledge of who God was, but my mom used to always say, raise a child in a way, and when he's old, he won't depart from it. God has just been so faithful because when everything else failed me, I remember I can, man, I can hear my chains hit the ground. I remember sitting on this bench and I lost everything. I, I ended up thinking my surroundings was something. So I was blessed. God allowed me to leave Milwaukee. And this was after prison. I did two separate pr prison bids. God still blessed me, and uh, I ended up leaving, and I lost everything. I was in, I moved to Min uh, Arizona, then to Minnesota. I was in a relationship. I had a son. My son ended up passing away. He was two years old, and I was back to square one, and I was homeless and strung out. <laughs> and I'm like, man, God. There's got to be more to this. There's got to be more to this. I know you're real. I know you're real. But I just, I just can't take this no more. And uh, I ended up getting, going to jail. And uh, it used to be my home away from home, or my mom would say. <laughs> but I ended up in jail. And my mom would say she was praising God when she found out I was in jail. And... Uh, Next thing you know, I mean, God restored that relationship. I started talking to her again because me and her hadn't talked for a couple years. And she actually went through the program here. I would have never knew nothing about Muskegon, Michigan, none of this. And um, so she was like, hey, I'm going to mail you an intake form. And I'm like, uh, I, I don't know, you know, whatever God has planned. Not knowing that that's what God had planned. And she, she's like, it's too late. I mailed it and I got it that. That same week, which don't have, you don't get same week mail in jail. I got that, filled it out, sent it back, and lo and behold, I was here, you know. And uh, I came in, and I had a fro, and I was just looking crazy. And, uh, and uh, but my heart was made up that I was going to see God, whether it was in prison or here. But, uh, and I seen my mom, and man, I can hear it's like that internal. I feel that when I say, say that, I hear my chains hit the ground. Just, just that weight. And then I could hear it feel like my, my son was just cheering me, you know. And uh, ever since then, you know, God's in a restoring business. And uh, I just, God's the, my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. So thank you for having me.
Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, Sean's son passed away at two years old and uh, just went through a lot of things. And so it's neat how God restores and develops us. Amen. I was thinking sometimes we need a drink at the well, don't we? And I was thinking of a verse in, in uh, Genesis 41, Genesis 41, 51. Joseph named his firstborn son uh, Manassas, for he said, God has made me forget my troubles in all my father's household. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we know that Joseph went through a lot of heartache, a lot of abandonment, a lot of situations, uh, per persecuted, and, and uh, a lot of people said wrong about him that wasn't, wasn't true. And, and he could have experienced a lot of hate. He could have. He could have. He could have really done a lot. But but he knew that God was doing a work in his life, and that God was using him. And here he comes to the end of his life, and he looks back, and it's something you look back at life, and he looked back, and he says he named his son. Uh, I forgot my troubles. And this word used here to forget troubles, to forget, wasn't to deny that he had troubles. But it was more of a neglect, or it was more of a, I'm not going to give that problems any attention. I'm not going to give those troubles and the things I've done, gone through in life, any attention. I'm not going to give that life. And, and for us to go somewhere else, spiritually, we have to leave where we're at. There are times in our Christian walk, in our Christian life, and we all brought baggage into this relationship, right? We've all brought baggage in this relationship. But for us to move forward, there are times that we need to forget. And Paul said in Philippians chapter 3, forgetting those things that are behind me and reaching forth through those things that are before me. And it's... And it, this, it's actually the same word to forget is used in Philippians 3 as, the, as he's used in Genesis. And if we can't give that any more attention. And the devil wants us to, to, to influence us and crush us down and hold us down and hold us in bondage over the things of the past. And we can't heal the past, brothers and sisters. But we need to allow God to continue to do the work. And it's pressing forward. And with every spiritual muscle, don't you see that? Every spiritual muscle, we have to press forth. We have to use energy to press forth and to move forward to what God is for, has for us today. And we don't have time to mess around. Amen? We don't have time to, to, to get weighed down by the things of the past. You can't heal the past. Only God can do those things. Amen? And I want to encourage you this morning, allow God to to break those strongholds and those bondages, those things that seem to hold us back at times. No matter how old you are spiritually, we all deal with those things and deal with struggles in life. But allowing God to do for us what we can't do ourselves, right? Allowing the Spirit to move and to transform and to change and develop us, amen? And moving past those things, right? Sometimes you just got to step out of those things and allow God to work in your life, amen? Praise God. 
Hallelujah. I want to thank you for letting us be here today. If you, uh, come visit our table. We have a table in the back. Uh, if you know someone that needs Western Michigan Adult Teen Challenge or even a teen center, we can get you information on those things. Uh, so we received no state aid or government aid whatsoever. There's so many red tapes tied to those things. Uh, so, but I appreciate the church and, this, and you that support our ministry. Uh, and so it's amazing how God supplies our needs. Uh, we have newsletters, and so if, if through this newsletter uh, you want to support our program, you can do that. Your ties goes to the local church, but if you have anything at the end of the month, you can send that to us. I'm going to turn this over to Pastor Bennett this time. Thank you for having us. Thanks, Pastor Bill. This morning is not uh, just about hearing these testimonies and uh, celebrating what God's doing in these five guys' lives. It's about what God is doing in our lives and in this season, uh, even here at the Gateway Church. God is moving, and uh, the reality is uh, there, are, uh, there are things in our lives that we wish that just weren't. And uh, we just finished a series, uh, some of you know, on the fruit of the Spirit, and at the end of that series, we talked about self-control in particular last week, and uh, my mind was just kind of going back to last week, self-control. There are things that grip us, that hold us back, and we need to surrender those things to the Lord. And today, uh, whether you're in the thick of it, whether you're getting out of it, or maybe you're feeling good today, um, today the Lord wants to minister to you. Um, I'm going to ask that we'd close our eyes, bow our heads. As you've heard these testimonies today, uh, first question really has to do with your eternity. Uh, I'm wondering if, if you have a relationship with Jesus. If you're here today and you'd say, yeah, uh, I know Jesus. I, I have a personal relationship with Jesus. Would you just lift up your hand right where you are? Yeah. If that's you, you're saying, yeah, I, that's me. I've, I've got a relationship with the Lord. All right. Put your hand down. If you were unable to raise your hand there and you're saying, man, I don't know, or maybe I'm away from God. Today is a day of salvation, Scripture says. There's no reason to wait. There, it's not an accident that you're here to hear these incredible testimonies. If you're here and you're saying, that's me, uh, pray for me. Um, I need Jesus in my life. I need salvation. Would you just lift up your hand now? And I want to pray for you. I'm not going to call you out, but anyone at all. Yeah. Yeah. Today's such a good day to know the Lord. If you're online and you're saying, man, that's me, um, you can just tap or type in the chat, I need Jesus, and we will reach out and we'll, we've got resources for you. All right. With your head continued bowed, eyes closed, uh, the reality is even as believers, there are things in our lives that uh, need our attention. And today is a day that we can leave those things at the altar. I want to pray for us, and then we're going to finish with the song that we started the day with, a song that talks about, uh, it's really a testimony song uh, about what God has done. But what God is doing right now is he's strengthening, he's 
helping. He's coming alongside of us. Uh, even if we're in a dark place. So, Lord, right now, I just pray that your hand would be with us, Lord, that you would uh, be our strength. God, I pray for those that are struggling with areas in, that are just not pleasing to you, that are detrimental, that are pulling us back. Lord, I pray that we would find ourselves in a place of total surrender. God, we cast our cares on you. Your, the word says that your burden is light. Lord, you do the heavy lifting. That's when we surrender control and we say, Jesus, at your cross, we, we give up and we say, Lord, help us. And so today, collectively, Lord, we say, help us, no matter what we're facing, no matter what it is. And God, I pray that as we do, Lord, that we will testify. We will share of your good news. And God, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask that you stand and let's worship the Lord. Come on, let's just give him the glory this morning. Tell him he's worthy. August 30th, 2003, what I thought would be the worst day of my life was the best day of my life because uh, it was the day I got arrested uh, for breaking and entering and uh, I thought my world was over. And um, But I had a pastor at the time, uh, Pastor Heather, that said, hey, if you need to do uh, your probation, you can do it at the church. If you need me to write the judge, I'll write the judge. Um, but she didn't need to write the judge because I showed up to court and the probation officer was Reverend Chuck Brown. And uh, he saw me and saw my friends that had done this. And he said, um, I think you guys just made a mistake. Um, gave us the lightest sentence we could possibly get. And my life is forever changed. And uh, it's crazy. Because after that moment, uh, things got a lot worse in our family and in our life, but um, I was able to take everything one step at a time because I knew God was with me through all of it. And so uh, if you feel like, you know, your story's already been written, especially you guys, you know, God still has a plan for you. God still has a purpose for you. Um, and I'm, I'm proof of that as well. So thank you guys for sharing. Um, what an inspiration, what a great reminder for me and an encouragement for me. So I just want to thank you guys for, for sharing that. And, uh, and I want you guys just to remember where God brought you from as well. Uh, that sometimes it can be years and we forgot um, the depths that he's brought us from. Um, but it says uh, in Matthew, uh, right after it says that you are the light of the world, a city on a hill, it says... Let your light shine before others that they may see those good deeds and glorify our Father in heaven. And that's what he's called us to do, to be people who testify, to be those light to the world, to the darkness, to the broken, to the hurting, especially if we've gone through it ourselves, to say, hey, I couldn't have done this on my own, but God, right? But God. Dear Jesus, we just thank you because you are our Savior, you are our King, you are our Redeemer, you are our Lord, 
and our lives are changed because of you. That you can take the most broken, the most hurt, the most sinful. And it says Jesus in scripture that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the worst. That no one is too far from your love, no one is too far from your grace, no one is too far from your mercy, Lord. And we thank you that you've called us to be your light, your salt and your light to a lost, hurting, and broken world, Lord. And we understand that your light, you didn't call us to choose who we get to shine that light on. You just told us to radiate, to share your light and your love and your image to the lost and the hurting and broken. And maybe that comes through inviting someone to a movie. Maybe that comes through hearing a testimony. Maybe that comes through a gift given through Go Serve, Lord. However you can get your love through us, Lord, use it. Lord, and we just want to give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise because you deserve it, Lord. I thank you for this reminder that you are a miracle-working God. And I pray that you would continue to move in these men moving the people of Teen and Adult Challenge in West Michigan, the, both the, the Men's Center and the Women's Center, Lord, and let it be that light, that city on a hill on the lakeshore, Lord. We just thank you for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're going to do, and pray that as we leave this place, as your image bearers, as your light in the darkness, that you will go before us, behind us, and all around us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us this morning. Go in the grace of God. Hang out. Hang around. I believe we have some snacks for you guys. And uh, I'll see you out there in the lobby. Thank you for listening to this week's message from the Gateway Church. If you'd like to find out more about our church, such as service times, giving, and ways to get connected, visit us at thegateway.church.